It is now time for another episode of that other Masonic podcast. Brother Jared Atkins and Brother Todd Whaley. Welcome back to the season finale of that other Masonic podcast. I'm Brother Jared Atkins. I'm Brother Todd Whaley. Coming to you from Bethlehem Lodge 574 in Birdseye, Indiana, the southern part of the Hoosier State Bay Bay. Very southern. (laughs) Season finale time. Here we go. Here we go. What a season it's been. We started by, we, we wrapped last season. With the wrap-up for the Oklahoma Masonic Indian Degree Team. Yep. We opened this season with talking about the C.W. Ward Cave Degree. Yep. And now we're going to put a bow on this season, and we will return to you with Founders Day 2023, or 2024, excuse me. Yep. We're going to take a little break here. Uh, With the way the episodes are set to release and the way we do marathon recording sessions, we won't be gone but a couple of weeks. No. You know, so... All right, sit tight. We'll be right back. Are we are we live? Well, Todd, What's season up? finale today. Yeah, big one too. You know, we're gonna wrap. We're gonna start season three again, like I just said, uh, or start season four at Founders Day. Yep. So we're gonna put a bow on season three. The whole purpose of us having a podcast, yeah, is two reasons. One, Kids I had girls. I had <laughs> I had podcast equipment from right. doing steel toes and scoreboards, right. You listen to Masonry podcasts. A lot of them, yeah. You got me turned on to them. Yep. Okay. We often joke that At Refreshment is the goats of Masonic podcasting. One of them, yeah. One of them. But the one that I listen to the most and I talk to you about is which one? The Traveling Man The Traveling Man, hosted by by Brother Jim Hall. Yeah. So, you know what I have in store for us today? What? We have (laughs) the host of the Traveling Man podcast with us today. Really? Brother, would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, yes, absolutely. Thank you for having me on the show. I am, um, as of last evening, Right Worshipful Brother Jim Hall, um, host of the Traveling Man Masonic Podcast and lover of all to do with Freemasonry. Thank you, guys. I can't tell you how excited I am to be here. I can't tell you how excited we are to have you on this, here. Yeah, like, this is a great great achievement for us to get, there, is, get, get, get. There are so many Masonic podcasts out there, but there there yeah. is four shows that I keep in my rotation that I check out at least once a week. That is The Traveling Man, that is At Refreshment, that is The First, or the, the first Three Knocks, yep. and then cool. I, I've been doing a lot of the winding staircase lately. Yeah. I've been doing a lot of that okay. one lately, but, uh, the traveling man is always my go-to and you can think I'm blowing smoke up you. I'm not, <laughs> I can show you my Spotify <laughs> streams that will prove it. But, uh, no, so I appreciate it. Thank you. So, so brother Jim, uh, get started here. How, how and why did you get involved in Freemasonry? Well, you know, I spent, um, almost a decade, wondering about Freemasonry. My grandfather was a Freemason. He passed away when I was a freshman in high school. I can remember his ring. I can remember the car emblem. But, you know, 
he was of that generation where they didn't talk about it and i didn't know to ask about it i just thought that's a pretty fancy ring and knew that he went to lodge a few nights a month um so with with my wife that i'm with you know we we were fiance and back then i'm like you know i kind of want to be a freemason and she very direct just like well just go do it and i sat there and i'm like i don't know how i don't know any freemasons so it just kind of simmered there and um, a lover of history lover of you know national treasure and that kind of really sparked the hey let's get on the ball here and figure this out and i was lucky enough to run across the gentleman at my work worshipful brother ryan corsano and he kind of opened the door and it is I've never looked back. It's one of the best things. Other than my wife and kids, it's the best thing that's happened. Awesome. You know, I, I feel that same way too. It, it's taken me a long time to to kind of to kind of get there, but I, you know, through 15 years of being in, you know, it, and you've seen me post on Facebook. I just started my journey into the York right. You've seen me post about it. Yeah, and yeah. It's it's a uh, besides my children. I think you know, 15 years ago. I guess technically 16 if you count when I signed the petition. Right. This was probably the best thing I've ever done for myself, and it took me a long time to realize that. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, You know, I uh, – and you know what? You guys are going to have to rein me in because I'm so used to being a host. I, <laughs> don't be afraid to say – don't be afraid to say, Jim, just shut up and let us do our thing. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely not. Mm-hmm. You can – anything you feel to add uh, – Todd, you want to go ahead and ask him your first question that you always ask well, everybody? Yeah. Uh, uh, Brother Jim, what kept you coming back to the lodge after, even after you got raised Master Mason? What made you go to that next meeting? You know, I think it was a uh, – with my mentor I'd worked with, there was such a bond there that, um, you know, he really kind of gave me the insight on what was going on and, you know, in Ohio, we have to do our our proficiency return. Mm-hmm. And when I was a younger Mason, I, w- I assumed that all Masonry was exactly the same. So that's why I'm <laughs> spelling this out. You know, some, some jurisdictions do a little different. So, right. you know, we would break down what happened and then I would present that back to Lodge in a conversation back and forth. Yep. And we had became so close that it was just a good opportunity for him and I to get together outside of work because we didn't work together all the time. And then by the time of my raising, you know, I've already been, I think it was four or five months. Uh, we, you know, it spanned over uh, elections and the holidays. So I had to get pushed back a month. So I'd really formed some of those bonds of friendship that, you know, this, this is where I saw those guys. This is where I got to, you know, just relax and kick my feet up and enjoy some fellowship there. And it just, it just continued to grow from there. The fellowship that's, I, I call that the connections made or like the secret sauce. They're, oh, yeah. they're the reason why they're, they're the reason why I was excited to come on today with you guys, because it's, it's another connection. It's another reason for me to go out and visit people that otherwise I would never know. The secret sauce. The secret sauce. I like that. So <laughs> speaking of, you know, the connections and, and, where what part of ohio is east palestine in so he's i'm and i'm gonna do this because i'm a stickler east palestine hey that's all right brother east palestine we're everyone says palestine no no worries but well indiana we have a palestine indiana so yeah that's true (laughs) 
<laughs> I got you. No, we we are. If anyone knows Youngstown, we're about forty five minutes south of Youngstown. Okay, but I am like, I am less than a quarter mile away from the Pennsylvania line. You know, so we're kind of oh, wow. that's far northwest. North. Yeah, yeah. North, northeast. I, I would say kind of excuse me, east, not yeah, west. North, northeast, mid. Mid-state around there is kind of where we split directly across. Uh, Youngstown University. He just said Youngstown. Youngstown Youngstown State. Yeah. That's right. WWE used to do shows there. Yeah. Yeah, they did. (laughs) Bingo. I I would like to say I'm a proud alum. I'm just a proud... uh, I'm a proud uh, bill payer. Never never got the paper, but I still got the bills. Oh, there you go. Yeah, no worries. (laughs) I I see the... uh, East Palestine Bulldogs. I see. I see you. Uh, I see you posting some bulldog stuff every once in a while on social media. Yeah, you know, I a couple years ago I got asked to to coach again. I used to coach varsity, and you know, we decided to settle down and start having a family. And you know, that's a lot of time. Oh yeah, to coach <laughs> and to coach and actually do it its due diligence. So, you know, my wife's cousin asked me to come back, and since since I started, you know, I kind of molded in on a little bit of the marketing that I do now and started marketing the team, and so I'm having a lot of fun just enjoying that and seeing, you know, from the start of the season when we start in the summer to the end of season, the growth in the boys and how they're, you know, they come from freshmen, and, you know, you see them turn into young men and that's really exciting and you know as as a father now it's really more than just the football and that's the exciting thing you are you're actually molding young men and giving them a little bit of your tutelage and knowledge for the rest of their life right it's a great time well i look back at my coaches in high school football it was it was some of the most uh i guess character building years of my life right there four years of football absolutely you know absolutely. right those guys were a big part of it. they taught me i can push myself a lot harder than i thought i could <laughs> <laughs> that's right so yeah, they're good at getting you motivated right oh yeah <laughs> so brother jim uh are you affiliated with any other appendant bodies have you have you branched out from blue lodge i feel like i should know the answer to this but i don't that's okay uh yeah i have and you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this right up front though. I am a very, very um, Blue Lodge oriented brother. I am affiliated with uh, appendant bodies, but I keep my feet on the ground in Blue Lodge. And if if I can get to an event to an appendant body, I do. I am a member of the Youngstown uh, Valley of Youngstown Scottish Rite Northern Masonic Jurisdiction. Um, the Youngstown York Rite bodies, Alcoran Shrine Club, um, River Valley Allied Masonic uh, Degrees, and I think Ooh. that's all. And I, I always got to like think, well, York Rite, I'm just bundling all three of them in there. So, right, you know, yeah. St. John's, Beekner, and uh, Youngstown Chapter. But, yeah, I, I, I do like to go to those, especially if somebody I know has an event or they're doing something of that nature. But I do keep my majority of traveling in the Blue Lodge section. You know, by the time this airs, it'll be uh, 
you know, sometime in December or early January, or whatever. I got to see what we still got a, a couple episodes left in the can as we're recording sure. today. Plus, plus, yeah, we're recording four today. So, uh, but by the time by the time this airs, uh, you know, I've already had it. But this coming Wednesday night, I will take my Royal Arch degree. Awesome. So I'm going to be degree. taking it with 14 other candidates. It's going to be a big place. Uh, we're we're doing our yeah we're doing our law our our chapter with a, another chapter down at uh, Vincennes Number One, which was the first Masonic lodge in the state of Indiana, which is about an nice. hour drive. So it's going to be it's going to be quite the shindig. Oh yeah, be a good night. So awesome. be a great night. So I want I want to talk to you. Uh, Cause I'm, cause I'm a podcast nerd, so I want to talk to you about the show. We're like, we're, we got so much we want to talk to you about. Oh, yeah. So, I want to talk <laughs> to you about. The, so, <clears throat> you know, in uh, <clears throat> this all started because I came back to lodge after my grandfather passed away, and that's where I met Todd. I'd been gone for eight years. Sure. So, and uh, Todd just through uh, casual conversation, uh, Todd found out. I don't remember how. It got brought up, but he found out I had podcast equipment, and I, he okay. goes, "Let's start a podcast." And I'm like, "Nobody listens to Freemasonry podcasts. Nobody <laughs> cares about that." Boy was right. I, boy was I wrong. <laughs> um, so then that's when I started. He gave me, you know, list things to check out, and you know, that's when I found your show. And uh, so, how did you get the idea to, to start the podcast? How did that come about? So. You know, I, I started in my lodge in East Palestine 417 um, just doing social media. And how can I spread the light of Freemasonry? It all started, my father-in-law said, you know, hey, I've lived in town for 60-some years. I don't know what goes on up there. Never seen a picture, never seen anything. And so I asked if I could start taking pictures. And they said yes. And then they so graciously let me do social media right on top of that, which i've ran with and that was the the onset of the goal was how can i spread the light of masonry and you know i i don't know if it's a couple years it's been now that i was just talking with my wife like just different things i wanted to do wanted to wanted to get out there and she had started listening to a podcast and we were talking about it i'm like what what if i did a podcast and once again, the same as before, she's like, yeah, do it. Like that's yeah. very, Hey, go get it. Don't, don't talk about it. Be about it. Right. Right. And so I started kicking around what I needed to do and looking at microphones and, you know, I bought the wrong mics and, you know, we recorded the first couple on the wrong mics and just, uh, we made it work it. And, you know, it was really trial by error. I didn't know. I was lucky enough. One of my, one of my lodge members, is was working at the time at Gallup and he had a buddy that was like the head of all of their podcasts. Oh wow. This dude this dude gets like forty five hundred downloads like daily or something. It's unbelievable. Like he told me these stats and I'm like even now I'm like that's unbelievable. But I was able to I was able to hop on a call with him and he just gave me like the basics of yeah, you know, there's a lot of niche podcasts. You know, you can't expect the same amount of numbers that an ESPN podcast would be because it's not everyone's sports. There's only a finite amount of people looking for masonry. So we just kind of started from there and it was trial by error. And, you know, even now 70, 71 episodes in, it's still, 
we're trying new things. Some things work, some things don't. And I'm just, uh, I love the opportunity to talk and hear people's journeys and how they're all the same and they're all different at the same exactly. time. Exactly. Yeah. Everyone we've spoken to has all got the, it's all come, they all get to the same spot, but it's all just a different, you know, starting path sometimes. Pretty sure. much. Really interesting. Yeah. And that's the thing, though. You, you know, I know you're going to kind of laugh it off, and but your show set, comes off so professional. I, I mean, I there's laugh it there, off. there is a lot of there is a lot of humor in it, and I appreciate that. But it's like I want our show to like. I mean, me and you are just a bunch of clowns. We're, the, yeah, we're, we're just we're just jokers. We're just the <laughs> comedy of the state of Indiana. But like with your show, though, it's just it's so informal and it's so it's so it's informal, inf- and informal at the same time. Informative, you know, and, mm-hmm. and so much information. Uh, and you have put out so many great episodes, and I can't even. I mean, like well, I said, I have checked you, out the, most of your catalog. The one episode I really, I listened to several, probably more than five, six times now. It's one about the Arts and Science Lodge. Some that, of the, was a, yeah, that was yeah. a great episode. Yeah, some of the some of the ideas they came with over there. I'm like, why doesn't everybody do that? I mean, what, that's right. What is it? That's, why are we sleep? Why are we sleeping on this? You know, why don't we you know, you know, change things around, make stuff a little more interesting? But I listened to that yeah. you know, probably seven, eight times now. Thinking, man, we we should really try some of this stuff. And like, I, I want to go over there someday and at least go to one of their state meetings or at least a degree or something, and just, you know, sure. and chew their ear and go, "Hey, how'd you do this? Why'd you do this for? Why can't we do this?" Or you know, stuff like that. Yes. That's that to me. That I'm like, man, that's that's how a lodge should be. You know, right? I mean. You're exactly right. Yeah. They, uh, Great Wolf Brother Dan Harinko, that was his episode. And yeah, man, they really, every time I talk to one of their guys there, there's always a little nugget that I try to come back and plant that seed in my own law. So, like, man, if we could get that going, yeah, that'd be a whole nother level. Yeah. We always try to make every degree special for every candidate, for, but for the most part, I mean, they're all the same. I mean, you get the same lecture, the same ritual, and, you know, selling sure, guys are doing sure. they're they're doing something that no other lodge is giving their their candidates. Yeah, and, like, man, yeah. and you know, and, and you know, one thing not to before I forget this: don't sell your guys short. You guys are doing great work. I know I do the same thing. You you laugh about it because you know I'm the same way. I'm just trying to get through it all and spread the spread the light. Right. You guys right. are doing awesome work. Don't ever sell yourself short. You guys are putting in the time. You're doing how many how many podcasts a day? God bless you. I do one at a time, man. I can't overlook we, uh, that. That's that's just the way it was. It was so hard for our schedules, and uh, you know, Todd and his wife are always busy. So it's like, okay, the first few episodes we did, you know, we launched a year ago in November of last year, oh, yeah. and we, you know, we would do one episode, and then it's like we kind of enjoyed it, so we wanted to do more. Yeah, but it's like we can't get together every week. So no. about. <laughs> I would say about December, so about a month in, we're like, you know what? We're just going to block off a Saturday or Sunday afternoon up here yeah. at our lodge where we record at. We sit in the lodge room, and we just yeah. started banging them out. We'd, we'd, we'd you know, do five or six episodes. I think I think our most one day we did seven episodes. Ugh, that was, that a, was long a long day, day but we, we didn't have to get together again for almost two months, so it worked out. Yeah. So sure. we, we fill like material, it. and then, you know, we don't have to get back together again, and you know, we I keep wrapping my head around what he said a minute ago. That one guy, thirty five hundred downloads a day. 
Yeah, I wish. Could oh. you imagine? <laughs> I wish that, get that many a day. <laughs> you know, he was telling me, and we, we got into sponsors and all of this, mm. and he has beginning sponsor, mid-sponsor, end sponsor. He has a coffee break sponsor. Like, he has a coffee <laughs> cup with whatever sponsor. I mean, he has like eight right. different sponsorships, and I'm like, man, <laughs> I don't know how you do it, but God bless you. That's uh, unbelievable. I wish we get one. <laughs> Trev, right? Help pay for some of this stuff. <laughs> but you know, we 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 are. I don't want to toot our own horn, but we we have gained a lot of traction. Yeah, and sure. you know, the last few months we're coming off eight, nine hundred, seven hundred downloads a month average. Before that, it was like four hundred. Yeah, like we oh. hit the summer and then we exploded in the summer, and it's been off to the great. races since then. And uh, hey. I keep making the joke. I was like, you know, the Scottish right, you know, we're we're kind of nipping at their Sorry, heels there. <laughs> yeah, we're jipping, we're, hey. we're nipping at their heels. I love it, love it, great work. That's oh, yeah. it, 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 and that's how it happens. It all came because we just wanted more people to know about Freemasonry and have a good face on Freemasonry. Where you know, yes. a lot of people they you speculate what happens inside the lodge and everything, and we just we'll tell them, hey, this is what happens. And one of the you things know? that. One of the things that surprised us is, you know, we're not endorsed by Grand Lodge. And again, you put the disclaimer out on on your show. You, everybody puts yes. them out. Yeah, we're too lazy to do that. Well, I'm too. La- I'm just lazy. <laughs> I'm the I'm I'm the executive producer. All the equipment stays with me. Todd doesn't have it. I'm too lazy to do that, so I don't do it. I was like, hopefully, sure. people are smart enough to realize that what we're saying is our own opinions. Yeah. <laughs> but we are unofficially. Yeah. endorsed by the Grand Lodge of Indiana because uh, the people running their social media pass things along to actual members of the Grand Line. And so far, Grand Line has has not handed down one PP spanking, which is no. my favorite term to use when you get in trouble. It's a PP spanking. <laughs> they've not handed yeah. down one. No. Uh, Todd was scared to death. Our one of my our top three well my one of my top three favorite episodes we did earlier this season. It was about the three ruffians. Yeah. And Todd's like, Grand Lodge is going to pull our cards, man. You shouldn't have put that out. <laughs> and yet that came out to be people from Grand Line going, that's probably the best episode you guys have done. Yeah. Wow. It, 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 I'm thinking, oh, God. We t- Todd's like, they're going to pull we, our cards, we man. Too much. We, we gave away too much information out of the ritual. He's like, no, nah, yeah. it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Everyone's <laughs> like, no, nah, I think you did fine with that one. Like, okay. All right. <laughs> But the the whole thing I keep getting back to, though, is, you know, for the, you know, we're no longer the only. We no, there are, is we're, another one. Well, there is another one now. They they launched uh, two months ago, but we are still the first Masonic podcast in the Hoosier State. And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, of all the people yeah. to <laughs> sit down and have one, it's these two bumbling southern rednecks. <laughs> Like all the great Masonic minds in Indiana, they got us. Yeah, they got us. <laughs> but but you know what? That's that is the beauty of what we're and I'm saying we're doing because podcasters and in Freemasonry because there it's all kinds. It's me. It's you guys. It's oh, yeah. the first three knocks. It's and it doesn't matter whether you're a marketer in your basement or you're in the Hoosier State or you know wherever you are. It's you can still spread that light and the enthusiasm and excitement that you guys carry for it naturally carries over. And that's what I love about it. You know, speaking of podcasting, you there is quite a few. There's a few Masonic podcasts in Ohio. Is there? Uh, yeah, Brother Nathan Davis does the, and Jim knows what I'm talking about. It's the uh, the Masonic Ring podcast. Oh, yeah. Yes. And, Absolutely. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't heard from him in a while. I don't 
I don't know if he stopped podcasting or what. I haven't checked it out in a while. That's another good one. There's like Masonic podcasts, quite a few of them in Ohio, which I didn't really yes. think of it being such a such a hotbed there, but I, I guess I was wrong. You know, it's uh, and I, and I don't regrettably, and this is going to sound sound uh, bad. It's all right. I don't I don't listen to a ton of Masonic podcasts. I listen to you guys because we spoke back and forth. Well, I appreciate the that. First, <laughs> absolutely, and the, and the first three knocks and a, and a few other ones, and I and when I say some other ones, I will list like the roundtable. I'll listen to the roundtable episodes. Not all of them. Whence came he? Same sort of thing, but my with podcasting and with my grand lodge job it's a lot of masonry (laughs) so and and i do i like to read and i like so there are a few book podcasts or historical podcasts that sometimes i like to throw those on in the evening or when i'm doing something around the house and just kind of zone off a little bit because you you guys know that and i'm sure you have brothers that you guys know where They've went in full bore, and you know you can burn out in masonry. Oh, oh God, yes, I know several. So, yeah, and that's you know that's where I always try to, uh, you know, I like to tune into some ones I like, or if there's a guest I really, really want to hear about, but I also really tread a fine line of keeping myself still excited about masonry without you know burning the candle at both ends oh, yeah. too much. That's a, that's a good segue. That's a good question. What type of things are you doing? Because you're so heavily involved in masonry with with Blue Lodge and the Independent Bodies and the podcast, how are you keeping yourself fresh all the time without getting burned out? Because that's that's actually a really good question. Um, you know, I'm trying to think some funny <laughs> some funny medication. <laughs> there you well, go. You know what? It's I think that part of it is, especially you know, we're just finishing up, but. I've had football going on too. Right. So I'm able to, you know, I go to football and I shut masonry off for a little bit other than just, you know, trying to guide those, those guy guys. And, you know, maybe every once in a while, somebody may ask about my ring. So that's kind of a nice little, you know, segue into, Hey, what do you know? You guys are going to be of age soon enough. But, <laughs> um, but like I said, I, I have, uh, I have two young boys and they're, uh, you know, they're running us crazy. We were at basketball games this whole weekend, and I do some reading. I, I love fantasy reading, uh, Lord of the Rings, Wheel of Time. If you know Robert Jordan, he's a mason. Uh, yeah. yeah. My fa- one of my favorite series. And uh, like, like I said, I like those type of podcasts that, you know, if I'm, you know, before you guys, we messaged, I was outside raking some leaves and burning some trash. It's not trash, excuse me. <laughs> can't burn trash, Jim. So, <laughs> hey, listen, we, we canceled our garbage, so now we're just burning it. <laughs> no, we, uh, I, I had some old wood that was just sitting around that I needed to, to burn up, and I didn't want it to just sit there anymore. So just doing some stuff outside. Yep. And I had a different podcast on and just you know, kind of zoning out a little bit. So that's, that's the key is, when I'm not doing podcast masonry, I try to turn that off a little bit just to give myself a little break so that when I'm back in it, I'm excited to be back. Right. Right. Yeah. So what kind of ritual do you enjoy? I know I always like to ask this because, you know, a lot of times we get, I love all ritual or, you know, but realistically speaking, 
there's certain parts of ritual that everybody's like, man, that's my thing. I love, I love seeing that. I love doing that. What kind of ritual, you know, are you particular to? You know, in in all of, go ahead, sorry, brother Jim. (laughs) uh, No, you're cool. You're cool. In all of the podcasting I've done, whether it's being a guest or been on, I've never asked or been asked that question. Really? Wow. First time. So well done. (laughs) I have there. There are a few different parts, and obviously, I know Ohio ritual and Indiana or PA or New York. They're all a little little different. They're all telling the same story, but a little different. Um, I absolutely love, 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 love the apron presentation. Uh, that's my favorite, it, too. You know, there's a uh, there's a section in the Entered Apprentice, and I'm going to, I'm able to say this because it's not coded. You know, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Yep. And in Ohio masonry, my, my master year, every, every year our district deputies grade our lodge. So they come in and they we get to do a degree just to make sure we're doing it the way the code says we're not changing anything. And so my master year, it was under the apprentice. And at that point you walk back from the altar and you say that very, at least I say it loud, like it's coming from God. And I am, those are two of my absolute favorite parts. I love to see it. I love any time my lodge is down a few guys and they ask, Hey, can you sit in the East? Like if it's an entered apprentice, it's a hundred percent. Yes. Normally I never yeah. say no, but I love those two, those yeah, two parts. And, and, you know, there are so many, you know, charges and lectures and there's so much depth into those, um, into those, but those two sections are what I really enjoy. Yeah. That's kind of, some, kind of my favorite. I love the apron lecture. I love giving the apron lecture and, you know, seeing that guy's eyes open up for the first time after they take an obligation, that's that's pretty impressive, oh, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. Well, you know me. Brother Jim doesn't know us personally, but no. you know me. Like, my shtick. Crossfire? Crossfire. <laughs> I hate when you call it crossfire. Work, I don't know. Work why. lecture? Memory lecture, yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, I, and you know, I've thought about this a lot because, you know, when it when it always flips back to me, I'm like, well, my favorite part of ritual is always the memory lecture on the Internet Apprentice and the fellow crap. And I think yeah. it just goes back to that studying with Grandpa. Yeah, you know, like and like I said, Jim's check out the show. He's heard me say it. You've heard me say it a million times. Our listeners have. When <sighs> I studied with my dad, if I messed up, it's okay. We'll just keep rolling. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. If I messed up studying with Grandpa, you started over. It didn't. Ma- it did <laughs> it not matter done. if it was the last word. If I missed. If I got through that whole thing and got tripped up on the last <laughs> word. If I mispronounced the last word. Yep. All the way back to the beginning. And let me tell right. you, when I was going through, I hated that. Oh, I'm sure. But now that I'm 15 years into this, I appreciate that so much more because I learned the old school way. Oh, yeah. You know, right. but that's just, I think that's why I, I love doing that is because it's the memories of doing that. Not so much with dad. Dad's still here, right, you know. Yeah. But it was, it was you sure. know, grandpa's gone. It was more yeah. about doing it with grandpa. I think that's why I love doing it so oh, much. Yeah. Absolutely. That's awesome. See, I'm a little that. bit different. I never had a mentor going through. Your uh, dad was already gone by that no, point. No, my dad right? was alive and everything, but he was out of Missouri and I was in Indiana. So he just handed me one to look to the east, uh, written by Lester, put a rubber band around. He goes, don't go, don't go past that rubber band. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> to, wow. To, that, to that's how I learned own. mine. Yeah, I learned all my work out of the Lester and, uh, by myself in my dad's wood shop for hours on end, walking back and forth and just memorizing that questions and answers. You know, so I, I, had, I had the EA down so good now, I couldn't forget it if I even tried. I mean, I spent 10 years away from Lodge, came back, and still get in the work lecture. <laughs> Bro- yeah, right? Brother Jim, I, I want to see – I'm just curious your opinion on this. The hardest piece of ritual to learn is what? Oh, you know – I'm always going to say what, the stair lecture. I'm just curious as what everybody else says. You hit me with these questions, man. I wasn't prepped. I didn't know. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I, I love this. I love – if you ask me a question, I got to think about. That's good. I, you know, it's it's wild. You say the stair lecture because I, I don't want to say in Ohio in general. That's usually like that's the lecture I started with, our, our fellow craft lecture. And you know, you know what this is right it, now. Look at look at where my hands are. Do you see where my hands are? They're almost like I'm giving the Dew Garden sign, right? Uh, okay. Yeah. What that means is he said that's what he starts with. He they, them Ohio Masons, <laughs> they're way up here. <laughs> Us no, Hoosier no, 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 Masons no. are way down no, here. They're, they're probably smaller than ours. <laughs> they're probably a lot shorter than ours. They just talk about the stairs. No. No. <laughs> it, it seems to be that when you're learning, and I'm going to say out of the three lectures, because to me, I think the lectures, the main lecture, at least we're, the way Ohio does it, they're the hardest because they're the most most lengthy. Right. You know, it's. You have to put all of it together. You have to flow. You have to, you know, know it inside out. Um, but when you look at the three lectures, the Fellowcraft staircase leads itself almost. And and I don't not to say yeah. that it's not hard, you know, but it seems like it it is it makes sense when you're learning it, right? Yes. Whereas you get into the entered apprentice and you're just I mean, you're just fire hose blasting them with information, oh, right? Yeah. And then, and you know, and then you get to the master mason, and you're doing all of this with the anticipation of everything that's going to happen and is happening. And it seems like at that point, when you're to the master mason, well, you you kind of understand the whole cog of it. So right. it it seems like it falls into place. But that uh, and, and you're worried about second section, everything like that. So that, oh yeah, that whole thing is just uh, that. That's the one that we usually start with. So I mean, hardest. I think hardest was a question. I'm sorry. I I, I start talking and I don't know. <laughs> that's where all right, man. I love but, it. Uh, I love keep it. Keep going. I w- I would say probably entered apprentice lecture because it just it hops around and it's easy to tread into a different lecture. <laughs> there's there's a few parts that yes. are, you know, a couple know words about. or a line that you know you only need to flip a word or two and you're you're, you're three lines Mason, into the yeah. end of the or the yeah master Mason and then everyone's looking at you like what happened? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been working on those. We we are we're able to do, do a dialogue on the uh, kind of like the work lecture for the second lecture of the uh, or first lecture EA. Now I've been trying to learn that here lately. Which okay, which I thought that's you know I thought it's a little bit easier to remember because you already you already know the work lecture back and forth. So why not learn this, the next lecture? The you know question what, answer. What fascinates me about Freemasonry? One of the things that fast, uh, at least about ritual, what is you and I have had tremendous amount of success with this show. Right, we have listeners. We're international. 
We get listeners out yeah, of Japan, true. Australia. We get listeners out of the motherland of Freemasonry over there in Europe. Yeah. We get downloads all over the globe. Right. Sure. Sure does too. And what amazes me about all over the globe, plus here at home in the USA, we all, it, it's amazing. We all get there. It's just everybody takes a different way of getting yeah, yeah. there. When it comes to the ritual, we all get yes. there, yeah. but everybody just takes a little different way. And it, it fascinates oh, yeah. me. Well, I went to Illinois uh, back in... September. What, September, something no, like that. No, yeah. it was April. Yeah, it was, yeah remember. whenever it was. But I went to Illinois for an EA degree, and they did the EA degree, but it wasn't the same one I see every day. <laughs> it's like, why is that guy walking that direction? Why is why are you doing that? And <laughs> like, we don't do that. Why are you guys doing it for? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right? But it all ended up with the same thing at the very end. So, like, oh, okay, I get it now. But yeah. Yeah, every state's a little bit different. I've seen Missouri. I've seen Oklahoma. I've seen the Oklahoma Science Degree team. That was interesting. But Missouri, uh, Indiana, and Illinois now. So, Hey, Brother Jim. Yeah. Todd and I got presented with a, a unique conversation, uh, I would say towards the end of last year, beginning of this year. Uh, Chad, how do you say Chad? Chad Yopetansky? Yeah. Chad reached out to yes. us and he talked to us a little bit. What? And this is something I've been trying to get Todd and I to do for about a year and a half, two years now. What can you tell me about this Midwest Conference on Masonic Education? It's the M, what is it, the MCME or whatever? Yes. Uh, you know, we, we actually just had this in uh, Canton, Ohio this year. Right. Chad was the uh, president. And okay. what a what an unbelievable thing to go through. And he he had called me up, and Chad and I are pretty close friends. And I, you know, like I said last night, I was just installed as a district deputy grandmaster. He he was lucky enough to trap. Thank you. Congratulations, by the way. Yes, we forgot to say that earlier. <laughs> sure. Hey, no, that don't worry about it. He he traveled over three hours. Him and most warfare brother just reigns traveled over three hours to come up and watch it. You know, it was just unbelievable. But he he called me and said, hey, what do you think about setting up a stand and podcasting during the during the conference? And I'm like, well, you know, Chad, I don't I don't live podcast because, you know, you can get into a whole mess. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yes, you and, 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 you know, I want myself and my guest or guests to sound the best possible version of themselves. And I know I have a very fat tongue and I'm very gracious that you guys are going to edit some of this. But that's what I am very cognitive. I don't, I don't want to ever make anybody sound stupid because they blubber a word or something because I do it too. And he's like, no, you just come, set up, whoever comes in, you can go visit, whatever you want to do. And so I went up there, set up, really had no intention of what was going to happen other than I'd be there. And it was absolutely amazing. There were over 100 people in attendance. I want to say maybe 11 or 15 jurisdictions, and I may be oh, wow. lowballing though. It might have been up to 17. I know they're up in um, Minnesota this year. Oh, and what what an experience. It was just I mean, you guys know, guys are ready to talk about Mason. Yes, they like, are. And if you got a mic, they are not afraid to tell you what they're thinking. So that was, I just yep. set up all four mics and 
as people walk by, I'm like, yo, let's get a selfie. And I got a selfie. I'm like, all right, sit down. Let's talk for like 15 minutes. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think we, I think I had maybe eight or 10 different guests just rotate maybe 10, 15 minutes, depending on what and where. And I was able to kind of break out a little bit and go to a few talks that I wanted to hear as well. So it, it was an awesome experience. I definitely, if you guys get the opportunity, I would definitely do it. I would like to check well, it out. Done, we, we've done the podcast at Founders Day. like. That. Well, yeah. So, yeah, Founders Day in January of this year. Yeah. Uh, that that kind of that was our tenth episode. That's really Something what like that, that yeah. really is what put us on the map. Yeah, we do. We live there, and Jared told me I was crazy for wanting to do this. But yeah, I said they're not going <laughs> to let us. Grand Lodge isn't going to let us podcast I got, I got Founders a, Day. I got a hold of our grand secretary. Actually, I got a hold of the deputy grandmaster and the grand uh, junior warden, and I had to get like ten phone calls to make this happen. But uh, so yeah. we can set up a podcast and everything. It's like, well, we'll, we'll, we'll listen to your podcast first and decide. And they listened to us and said, okay, yeah, you guys are okay. Come here and set up a table and podcast. So we sat there, and I'm thinking, well, I'm just going to podcast in between the, the sections and everything. And, no, we podcasted the entire time we were there. I mean, Jared was schmoozing and Todd, working Todd the ended up, and Todd, I, Todd ended up sitting in the <clears throat> the Scottish Rite Cathedral, and he was in the auditorium and watching the presentation. And I went out to go potty, and then I was like, I'm not fighting that scene humanity to get back in. So I worked the room. So he came out and sat me at the table and threw his hands up across the room. What are you doing? And then I, I pointed, there's all these people in front of the table. And, and we were talking to everybody, meeting new people and meeting guys who were My, my and- favorite thing about that day is we used our platform to help others. We did it to help the Rainbow Girls, to help uh, Job's Daughters, and Demolay. Yeah, which is some other guys came awesome. on there, and that was a, it was a great day. I mean, I'm sure uh, going to that Midwest conference would be about the same thing. And that's the thing I wanted I wanted to ask you about that conference too. Like, you know, when I first started reading about it, I was like, "This is fascinating." Is this just more like a miniature version of what they call Masonic Week that's always out there in Virginia? Is this just more like a miniature version of that? You know, I, unfortunately, I've never been to Masonic Week, no, me neither. but they they do have a I'm, I'm gonna back up just a little bit because up until this past year it was really a okay at eight o'clock this person goes on nine o'clock ten o'clock and you know really kind of scheduled the day for you and chad's version of it was intentional masonry he wanted you to see who was on and who you wanted to go see so it okay. wasn't just one person it wasn't just one person talking at eight. There would be two or three in different areas. So we really stacked up the speakers. So, you know, some some of them were um, Freemasonry, like rural Freemasonry. Because you guys know, as well as I do, you know, and I'm going to use Ohio, but East Palestine, which is, we have 4,700 people, closest town, closest big city is Youngstown. Right. But, you know, our Masonry while it's the same, we're doing things and going about things in our village differently than in Columbus or Cleveland, Ohio. Right. Okay. Because of the dynamic and what's going on and just the relativity of how close everybody is. Right. So he wanted to do the same thing with, um, with those speakers, you know, a rural Freemasonry, a city Freemasonry. And And I'm completely paraphrasing. I'm, Right. probably butchering anything close to what <laughs> what they actually had because i only got to see a couple 
But, you know, and then they had a couple keynote speakers that those were times that were only blocked off for them. But it was very intentional that you went and found what your niche in Freemasonry is. Because everybody has that, whether it's a fellowship, whether it's esoteric, whether it's podcasting. You know, there's so many niches in Freemasonry. Um, It was really nice to see that and have multiple speakers on at that time. Okay. Yeah. I would. I'd. Oh, I kind of wanted to go to Canton this year. I could get time off work. Go. I kind of thought. Well, that's not really too far away. I know. I really wanted us to go to. It's like a eight nine hour drive. Plus, (laughs) if we're going to Canton, we're making one additional stop. I got to stop the Hall of Fame. Got to stop the Hall of Fame. Football. (laughs) My all time favorite player. Deion Sanders. Oh. Deion Sanders. <laughs> and then my all time favorite running back, Barry Sanders. Oh, okay. Oh man. Hey, that's our our head football coach has his favorite guy and he's like, Hey man, if you look good, you play good. You play that's good, right. you pay good. And that's like man, I I love Neon. So oh, yeah, you do Neon Dion, I I I am thirty six years old, so I was born in eighty seven, so I grew up as a young man watching Neon Dion. So yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> love it. Anyways, but what you say next year it's in Minnesota. Yes, Minnesota. It goes each uh, each in upcoming president they have it in their home state. So Minnesota, and I I don't know off the top of my head where it would be. Well, see, Chad when Chad had reached out to us, he said I would like to get the conference brought to Indiana. Oh yeah. So one, of, I'd have to go dig through my messages. Chad listens to the show. I don't know how often he does. But uh, I'll have to uh, dig through there and and find it. But he was like, you know, he goes, you guys can help us bring the the conference to Indiana. I'm like, Dry. yeah, sure, as long as we get a talk at it. Which I was just kidding, you know. I was like, right. Well, I think at that point, I don't think Indiana was part of the Midwest Conference at that time. We we're members of it. I think he was trying like to get it here and, and get it a part of it. Yeah, I think we are now. It depends on what grandmaster. I think. We have an office. I'm, I'm not 100 certain on that, but I know. I think at one point you guys said Indiana wasn't a part of it. I'm like, well, that's a shame. So, sure, it should be something we should be a part of at least. And it'd be great Absolutely. to have it here in Indiana somewhere. I mean, there's plenty of spots. Well, that'd be awesome. That. <laughs> so, brother Jim, uh, you know, we we like to give people a chance if they want to 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 talk about some of the mentors they had, and and the reason we do that is. You know, some one person said to us one time, well, you guys shouldn't do that because, you know, if they forget somebody, that's going to make somebody feel bad. And we're, we look at it more like Masons are kind of, we don't like the light shined on us. So yes. when we do this, it gives us a chance to get those brothers, get them a little bit of the recognition that they deserve because they have done good things. They have inspired people. So if you want to, uh, can you tell us a little bit about some of the people that obviously Todd and I aren't going to know any of these people more than likely, but can you talk to us about some of the mentors you've had in masonry that have had a profound impact on you? Uh, yes, absolutely. I, and you're a hundred, hundred, hundred percent right. There are so many great masons who will say, I, I wasn't doing anything special. I was just doing what needed to be done. And Everybody knows that's total crap. They go above and beyond. And there's so many of those guys. And, and that, that's another thing that I love about masonry, that it, the humble aspect. There's, you know, but anyways, the question, the question. Uh, you know, the first one that I, I always have to bring up is Worship Brother Ryan Crescenta. He's my first-time uh, petition signer. He was my mentor. 
when we did the mentor process, he said, you know, a lot of people will teach you to memorize the words. He's like, I'm going to teach you what the words mean. And then we talk about memorizing. And that's something that I've carried on when I do a mentor with, with a new Mason and, you know, really took the time to explain what was happening behind the words that I was learning, because that really made it seed into my head in that memorization process. And it's been a confidant for me my entire decade in masonry. You know, he has been, he was my LEO when I was master and he's been my marshal for my DEO and district deputy uh, installations and just been a real pillar of Freemasonry and just, just a guy that I, I don't know if masonry would be the same if I didn't find him first for me. Okay. Um, and, and uh, you know, a few other ones, worst brother, Wade bear. He was, um, I was fortunate enough to get in line. Ryan was master. Wade was in the West and then I was in the South. So it just, it just worked. And those guys, you know, were such good servant leaders and everyone has a different leadership um, way of doing things. You know, Ryan was a very lead first and Wade was an exigent excellent delegation and having the numbers and everything prepped. And they really just laid the groundwork for when I got into East, it was like a cakewalk because I'd saw two absolute masters of the craft at work doing it. Um, and then last but not least, um, actually there's going to be two. So that's all right, brother. <laughs> two last but least. I see that I was almost forgot one. There's a major one there. So, um, <laughs> Most worse were brother Jess Reigns. He was Grandmaster of Ohio in 2019. Um, and I actually saw him do degree work in Indiana, the Scottish Rite Indianapolis Cathedral. They did a tri-degree day with Indiana and Michigan. So oh, yeah. 2019, I, I was over there for that. So that was cool to see some different rituals. Did you, but, did uh, you see the sword? Hanging from the roof. That, that's my favorite thing. Did you see the sword hanging from the ceiling? <laughs> I he's like, oh, I don't, I don't remember. remember. I, I'm trying to pull it back. You know, we, we did the smart thing and drove out, watched all three, and then drove all the way back. Oh, we had a long a, day. <laughs> we, we actually got a huge van. We rented a van. There was 11 of us that went out. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was a long, long yeah, day. That would be but an awesome day. day. Before you hit us with that last name, though, I, wanna, I want you to – I think you'll agree with me uh, – one of the things I tell people about masonry when they don't know nothing is I says a lot of it, I said, there's, there's architecture in it too. And they kind of look at me yes. like, what do you say? And then I show them the Scottish Rite Cathedral in Indianapolis. They're like, well, I don't know anything my, about this masonry you talk about, but I know that's one of the most beautiful buildings I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. You yeah. know, I spent so much of the degrees looking around at the wood carving and the deep red, is it redwood? I'm, I don't know. It's a Russian oak type of wood. Russian. Okay. Yeah. It was just, it's so immaculate. It was such a, the, the ambiance that that cathedral and that room creates is just unbelievable. It was such an experience. It it was one I really, 
really was glad I was able to make the trip out for. It's a beautiful place. We're very fortunate to have Grand Lodge there every year yep, and Day. Founders yes, Day. It's, it's a beautiful place. Absolutely. Yeah, you couldn't ask for anything better than that. I mean, most states are having their Grand Lodge a hotel conference or something like that. Yeah, we get to have ours in the Scottish Rite Cathedral. It works out perfect every year. It's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, well, back back to your list. Who's Who's the – Who's the last name there you were getting ready to throw yeah. out before I interrupted you? That no, and the last one. And if you've heard on the podcast, I call him the legend, um, right? Worshipful brother John Martin. Oh and yeah, he was, I've heard you talk about him. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was our uh, he was our chaplain when I was master, and he's past district deputy. He I think he served for four years as district deputy. He was our past the twenty fourth district advisor for three or four years and the man is like a masonic cheat code <laughs> it is you know if, if anyone's a gamer out i there, love that you know, yeah. <laughs> it 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 was like having the easiest job in the world as master because with him beside me if i even fumbled a word he knew he didn't oh, yeah. need the book he was he's one of the few men that i knew that if i held up the ritual at his peak time he knew every single word in the ritual by oh, memory, wow. the, the coded and uncoded. It just was, it, it's the kind of thing that when, and I'm, I'm going to, I always, I'm starting to tear up already talking about him because he's been his, his, his wife has had some health issues and it's kind of taken him out of the lodge. So oh. he was able to, he was able to break away last night and he did my obligation. Oh, and that's awesome. Yeah, and you know he. I I think of all the things that I try to do and work towards in masonry and spread the word, and you know that they are so minuscule compared to what he's done. It's such a, you know, you, you said about, and it, you know it isn't like this, but you're saying Indiana Masons are here and Ohio Masons are here. Was that isn't you know we're all on the level, right? But oh, yeah. but that's exactly. That is exactly how I feel with John. I am so far down the chain compared to him that I, if I could do a tenth of what he did, what a, what a Mason's career that would be. It's a good, yeah. it's a nice way to show a little tribute there. Yeah, that's great. So, uh, how long did you spend as a lodge uh, at LEO over there in Ohio? So I I am I was not an LEO. I was oh. a DEO, a dis- district education officer. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, so to me So the DEOs I, I was for I was there for two years. Okay. And they're appointed every year by the grandmaster, usually up to three years if you do your job diligently. And you know, my job is to we do the LEO workshop, training them on, you know, what is Masonic education what could be and you know different processes they could do to make their lodges more excitable and get some more uh action going on there right okay i know you yeah. talked a lot about it with the jack and Pinsky and those other guys and i always thought man that'd be uh, we have what lodge instructor well we got we got uh i'm trying to think now uh my my mind went blank. I'm sorry. Uh, no, we have a, right. we have a ritual. Of, well, Jackie has a job. Well, he was grand, grand lecture. Yeah, we had grand lecture, sit to grand lecture, and then there, 
every year it's been changing a lot here in Indiana. We we had a uh, deputy grand assistant grand lecturers around for a while. Then we had area reps. Then we had liaisons. It seems like it changes membership every year. liaisons. We have something changed every year. We have yeah. lots of instruction every year, and I think this year it's going to change again. Where we had, usually we had to perform a degree, whichever degree they chose, we had to perform a certain section of that, and usually team up with another lodge, stuff like that, and. Uh, one lodge is one half, the other lodge is the other half and everything. But and now they've changed it all and everything. So I, I was kind of curious, you know, what that what the job was like for the DEOs over there. That they actually had to go watch lodges to perform a degree to make sure they're doing it right and following the right steps and not going not doing everything too out of line. And so I was yeah, you know, curious. Well, the so the so the deputy's job would be to go for their inspections and check their books and make sure they're doing all of their ritual correct. Right. Okay. And then the DEO's job is checking in with them, checking in with their LEOs, making sure they're giving educational um, talks, what they're doing, giving, prompting them on new things they could do. You know, people fall into a rut sometimes and I'm, I'm just generalizing, not one lodge in general, but, everywhere is well you know lodge education is we spend five minutes and we talk about the square or about you know john wayne or something you know something like that and then it it kind of loses a little bit of its uh, ambiance there because we're just all right five minutes we'll put it to the end everybody's clocked down ready to go home right. or downstairs and eat again or whatever you know and our job is to say action is five minutes of a presentation Education is ritual education. Right. Education is, hey, let me teach you how to set up a lodge Facebook. Let me show you how to do websites. And that doesn't mean every DEO knows how to do a website. Right. But there, there are so many pivotal things that you can use Masonic education for. And, and that's the DEO's job is to show them, hey, it, it isn't just your master telling you, Hey, do five minutes and I'm going to get the cane and Yankee off the stage when, yeah. when you're done, you know, it's, you know, be dynamic with it, change the game, do something that's never been done before. And that, that's what we're trying to do. That's a heck of an idea right there. I never thought about that one. But, Cause I know we, uh, we, yeah, we talk about our podcast, you know, quite a bit and stuff like that and everything. We never thought about including that in lodge education. You know, how yeah, we podcast, absolutely. why we podcast, how we podcast, stuff like that. I mean, there's been more interest in our lodge about what we're doing. Yeah. Before, um, yeah, before it was kind of these guys are just, you know, these young bucks are just doing something goofy. We don't care about it. Then when we started getting support and we started pulling in some outstanding guests, you know, yeah. past grandmasters, and uh, we talked about the Oklahoma masonic indian degree team and sure you know we're we're getting a lot of um support from our lodge now but i've never really thought about you know us doing lodge education based on that that's a that's a really good point there yeah Yeah, absolutely so brother jim um i kind of some some masons i ask this question to some i don't I tend to ask this more to Masons who are more, you know, kind of the the younger generation in that 45 and under range that 
are more in tune with where the world's at today. I want to talk to you a little bit about just pick your brain with yeah. uh, Freemasonry and social media and how it, you know, I, what do you, what do you think? Do you think that's helped Freemasonry? You think it's hurt it? I personally think it's helped it. I know some people say, well, you know, you shouldn't be talking anything. My dad, God bless my dad. He's, he's double nickels. When he found out Todd and I were doing a Masonic podcast, who can't talk yeah. about that stuff in there? You'll get by. You can't have a Masonry podcast. And it's just right. like, it's, it's fine, Dad, I promise. Yeah. No, you know what? I, I think that it is absolutely essential to this day and age. And, you know, it isn't for the fact of, hey, everybody's doing it. We need to do it, too. But, you know, for the longest time, and I'm going to use just your dad for an example. And That's it, fine. He's not doing... He's not doing anything wrong. Let's pick on him a little by, bit. I love it. But <laughs> what he's—he's he's not doing anything wrong by what he's saying because that's the you know kind of the way the old hat was is hey we keep it to ourselves and we right. want somebody to be interested enough to ask about it and that's great and it worked for a long long time but the problem with that is everything else in the world and I'm saying informationally sped up so while we're waiting. For a gentleman to say, hey, what's going on with that ring? You know, they're on YouTube and they're on Facebook and LinkedIn and every other thing. And they're playing video games. And there's so many other options yep. that if if we put our heads in the sand and say, eventually they'll come to the door and knock, they never will because there's too much stuff hitting them right in their face. That's right. So, so we have to be on that forefront of being out there. And that doesn't. It does not give away any secrets. And, and we get into arguments in, in Ohio, and this is not a Grand Lodge podcast. See, I'll do it for you. But, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, it's just a great in my head there, right? Oh, but, yeah. You get the right button. I got the right button this time. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is uh, nothing that we put out there that is saying, you need to come join Lodge right now. I'm not pandering to somebody to join i'm giving them an avenue to find us and that's that's an that's something that for me i spent 10 years thinking about masonry and not overly motivated because i didn't know anything about it other than the hearsay and whatnot and nobody was asking nobody was promoting it and by the time i found it i went on to facebook and found our facebook page and it was the most pathetic it was, I wish, I wish I had it written down how it was labeled. It was like East Palestine F and AM number 417 Freemasonry. Like it took me forever to find this thing on Facebook. Oh, wow. And the first thing I did was change it to East Palestine Lodge number 417. Like, <laughs> come on guys, let's make it easy for them here. But we have to do that. We have to be in their faces. We have to be loud about masonry. We don't have to give away any secrets. No. I don't want to do that. I want to keep the solemnity of the degrees, the special moment. That That's the part when I walk down the road and I see somebody with a Masonic hat and I say, you know what? Before I even talk to that guy, I know he's been through the same vetting process and the same trials and tribulations that i have and i already have a connection with them before we speak that's why i want them to stay where they are but everything else 
we got to let them know. We let them know what the good deeds we're doing, not for our own beating our chest, but to say, hey, we are a part of our towns, villages, cities. We want to do good. We want to show you that we want to do good because there's so many people that don't even realize we're here to help. That's it's, it's, it's essential to be out and be in front of the public. Yeah. You know, and, and that's, I mean, you're right. A hundred percent. And that's where we're at nowadays because the, the old guard, you, you didn't talk about it. No, no. you don't, you don't talk about masonry. You, you don't ask anybody. When I was, uh, I was 20 years old. I just turned 20. Uh, August of 2007, we were in the dark. You weren't a member of this lodge yet here. You were still up in Indianapolis. No, I thought in India. Back then, uh, all, July and August, this lodge sat in the dark. Yeah. It was too hot outside. Oh. We didn't, you know, Masons didn't meet. Yeah. I filled out my petition, or I, I went to ask my grandpa. I said, Grandpa, I said, how do I become a Mason? He said, well, you already got the first part done. He filled out a petition. My dad, right? my dad was so miffed at me for about a day or two. He goes, did you go ask dad for a petition? I said, yeah, I did, dad. Why? He goes, <laughs> he goes you don't think to ask your own father? You ask my father? I said, I like grandpa more than I do you. So he was so mad for about a day. He goes, I can't believe this. But And this all started because I didn't realize till I got older what was going on. And I've told this story on the show before. I remember seeing that logo, and I will die on this hill. When it comes to logos and brand identity, the Square Compass and yeah. G is the coolest logo ever made. Oh, yeah. Yes, it's it's just so – and I used to see that all over the house. And then as I got older, you know, I was here running around the fellowship hall when I was a kid. And when we had the new lodge, the, the, our new lodge, the lodge we're in right now, it's been here for 23 years. You know, I was over here for – for functions and things like it's and i was like my grandpa i'll never forget he goes i've been waiting two years for me that for you to ask me this he goes <laughs> right. he goes you could have joined when you were 18 he said i've been waiting two years i was like i didn't really care about it then i guess yeah. but right and that's that's where we're at now which you and i have kicked this horse to death on the show about do we need to go out and sell freemasonry or not maybe we do yes. maybe we don't but if you don't are we are we still in an age now where people are gonna where people are gonna ask about it if they don't know about it? How are they gonna know about it if you don't sell it to them? I, I said this here while well, back right. in the state of meeting is uh, one of our members said, "Well, our, our good our good characters is sell Freemasonry," and I'm like, "Well, I know in this day and age, people are not that observant anymore. They're not they're not the gonna see box. that guy the idiot box in their they're hand. They're not gonna see that upstanding citizen <laughs> and think, I bet you that guy's a mason. They're gonna think, I bet that guy's probably kissed a few asses in his life. <laughs> you know, but in all reality, yeah. that's how people are they're very cynical these day and age. I said, We sure. need to go out there and show them, hey, here's what we're doing, here's why we do it, and you know, everything like that. And if they don't know where the door's at, then you know, how are they ever gonna find it to knock on to come in? That's it. You don't know had, what you don't know. We had to be yeah. out there. We had to be the good guys at work. And when we were at work, we had to be able to you know, show that we are a mason. Where, where, where I work at, I can't wear any other clothes except for my murky. For, even my hat's got to be a Jasper Engines hat. I can't wear a Basak hat to work. Everything we wear right. has got to have Jasper Engines on it. You know, sure. shout out Jasper Engines. But, <laughs> right. Shameless but, plug, but yeah, we'll take it. <laughs> but on my... Uh, 
on my lapel, and on my lapel, but on my uh, my pocket protector, you'd hold my pins and everything. I have a Masonic pin pinned onto that, and so yeah. everyone knows that. Hey, what's that pin? They look at. Oh, you're a Mason. Okay, that's cool. Everything. Nothing. Sure. Like, yeah. Any questions? No, but I will have someday. You know, it's just that's one way right. to, to put the light out there. If they want to. They want to find it. They'll find it. But you know, yeah, I always absolutely. tell everybody it's like when you go out, yeah, wearing your rings one thing, but not everybody looks at each other's hands. You know, stuff like right. that. We wear a hat, wear a shirt, you know, wear something that where they're at eye level where they're going to see it. You know, don't yes. be afraid to do that. You know, be a billboard. You be, I love exactly, it. be a billboard. Be an advertisement that goes out there and doesn't really say anything, but just kind of stands there in the background, and everyone sees it and they're asking questions. You know, but you yeah. know, I I think there's a. I, I don't know what the is not a meme. It's an old painting or something. And it's a gentleman, and there's a younger man as an entered apprentice, and it says, you know, train him well. He may be the next grandmaster. Yeah, I've seen that one. And yeah. that, and and that's the thing. I think anytime I talk to somebody, I think of that meme because who knows if that person is the guy? And he exactly. may be the guy. He may just blow straight up and go all the way up and. He would have never had the opportunity had he not saw a ring, a shirt, a hat, whatever you were wearing or saying, you know, give them the opportunity. And then, you know, lodges can make the decision what, you know, we vet him at that point, but everyone should have the opportunity to find the door. And then it's our job to see if he's the right man for the job. That speaks volumes right there. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, yes, we, we all clamor for membership, 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 membership and everything. And, you're like, well, I don't, Tell, I don't want everybody in here. I want, I want the best right. people in here. You know, I want guys who I can trust. And I want you, I want you to tell Brother Jim your your story that you like to tell everybody about. Yeah, the, I got a bunch of them, uh, the, the the one about you know in the forties and the fifties how many oh, they raised yeah, and in, versus uh, qual- I, I, quality I heard, versus quantity. Well, I heard this on Jim's podcast when he was talking to the guy from. Uh, is that Art where you Science, got it from? Arts and Science Lodge. That, I thought you got it from something else. No, I got it from your yeah. podcast. It, well, I guess it was from that Arts and Science episode, wasn't it? They talked about yeah, it was like, uh, raising like five hundred something masons a year. I'm sorry, Jim. I feel stupid now. I guess that <laughs> sure. was where it came from. It did come from you that know, episode. raising five hundred something guys a year. <laughs> but there, there wasn't a whole lot of time for lodge education because they're too busy. Well, that's the thing. It's quality masons. over. It's quantity <laughs> over quality. So it, if right. you raise five hundred, that's great. How much of them of those five hundred are going to be able to contribute something worthwhile? Exactly. Yes. They're not. Exactly. They're not getting educated how to be masons. They're just made masons at that point. Boy, I feel stupid. But I forgot that was on that arts and science. Those guys are becoming officers. Well, I never learned all this stuff. Well, I, I can't teach it to anybody else. And then the next sure. generation comes up, and it's all about the guys who are you're teaching masonry now are teaching the masonry they got. We're, yeah, we're right? wanting Absolutely. we're wanting more and more education. Well, they don't know it because they were made masons so fast, they never got a chance yeah. to learn it. All they never learned how to repeat the ritual back to them. You're you know, exactly right. You know, you're going to look at me and you're going to shake my, you're going to shake your finger, shake your head, and roll your eyes. Probably, but that's why I'm, <laughs> that's why I'm so fifty fifty on these one day classes because. Yeah. And I don't, and I'm not saying nothing bad. Our grandmaster's the product of a one day class this yep. year. I, I'm not saying nothing against it or oh. for it, but <laughs> it does make you think sometimes. Yeah. And I have never you know, seen such a hot button subject go on in Freemasonry like mm-hmm. the talk about one day classes. Well, points in now in the ring's pretty hot too. Oh yeah, po- points <laughs> out, not in. Points out. <laughs> always. always. 
What was that? House. <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, the the one-day class, and you're right, man. It, it's the same thing as points in and points out. They're, people get mad. They start mm-hmm. talking about it. They they have their thoughts, and they're right, and you're wrong. And But, you know, the thing that the thing I think about that is I, for a long time, a long time, I was like, hey, do it the right way. Do it, you know, right. do it the hard way. And then I, I was uh, our current master, worshipful brother Jack Barnhouse. He was a one-day class guy. And I saw how diligent he was at learning and how hard he had it because, you know, as you know, that sort of crossfire thing where you do your mentorship, mm-hmm. I learned how I learned right when I was doing that. You know, you have to learn. Everybody memorizes stuff differently. Some just read it and they got it. Right. Some people have to hit it to death like I do till it's, you know, your brain can't think of anything else but those letters. <laughs> and, you know, Jack never had that opportunity. So he had to work the because, you know, when he jumped into line, we let our lower line guys return with the candidates. Even right. though you have a mentor, those guys are the guys that return. So they have to know all that stuff. And so you can't do one half without knowing the other. Right. right. Yeah. So, you know, he put in so much work and I really kind of opened my eyes to the fact that, you know, there are so many guys that still join the, and I'm saying the normal way, like it's, you know, the traditional traditional way to me. Now my thought process is I don't care what drop, what car you drove to get here. I'm just glad you're here now and let's get you worked. And what, what can you give best to the craft? You know, are you somebody that's just dynamic and a, and a free thinker and going to give us a ton of new ideas are you somebody that's going to, you know, kind of stay the course and, you know, give us that steady every month? We know you're there and you jump in wherever we need you. You know, there's so many opportunities that as long as you guys, your lodge has a strong backbone of past masters or, you know, elder statesmen, I'll say, you can really take those guys and say, okay, we can plug you in here and there and get you caught up and, you know, Whatever whatever you do to get to Freemasonry, that's what I want you to be a master mason. And look, we will shape you and help you along the rest of the way as much as we can. Yeah, I think a lot of people see that one-day class like, oh, well, was, you're just making dues payers. You're just making guys just to, just to make money. Oh, which, yeah. Which I, is, you know. Stop attacking me. Stop attacking me. No, what is that? It's my it's my joke because I'm always like you've got members well, no, and newspapers and you you that. attack me on that all the time. I've seen a lot of the older guard there they like, well, you you just want to make money, you just want to make money to, to help lodge out. Like, well, yeah, but if they come back, great. But how many guys go through traditional way and never come back? Good point. Yeah, you know it, how many how many go. guys get their first two degrees and we never hear from them again? That's every, true. Every you know, time you call me, they don't answer. You know. You know, you know what's funny, and I'm just going to segue a minute, and you can tell me to stop if you want. We were doing a, a numbers study, and we were finding one of the biggest bottlenecks is from entered apprentice to fellow craft. Yeah, I can believe that. And, and, and the reason for that, and this is just a generalization, but the reason for that, and this is something that I'm very proud of, our, my own East Palestine Lodge, with Brother Jack Barnhouse. We have 
that that rests in your mentor at that point, right? So, you know, once you go through that inner apprentice degree, now you have some some learning to do. You need to learn and return, and that way we can get you on your way, right? Yeah. Right. Well, some of those guys, and I'm very upfront in saying, I am not the best mentor. Not because I oh, don't man. know the work. I can I can tell you everything. I know what it means. I can explain it exactly like what Brother Cassano did, but. I am not going to call you every day and say, Hey, we need to work. We need to work. We need to work because in my case, the way I'm wired, when I join something, I join it. I'm going through it. So you don't have to call me. I'm working on it and I'll message you as soon as I'm ready to digest the next chunk of information. So I can tend to be a little lax on getting a hold of them, which in turn, can lead to a separation where okay now we're kind of stretching how far it's been since we talked and then they start losing some interest maybe so what we've done or what jack has done is we have just set up every tuesday at 6 30 mentor night and what we do is we have jack's there the master and three four maybe five brothers are there if they can make it come down and work on whatever you're working on whether it's a return if it's a brother that wants to work on a lecture, you know, we, we go in and we'll close the door so the other guys can't hear. Right. But what, but what it does is it takes the question mark of when are we going to get together? Oh, I forgot to call. Oh, I forgot to pick up my book. We have these guys. We don't think about it anymore. It's Tuesday at 630. You come down and, you know, that same mentorship that myself and Ryan Corsano got. That was my connection to masonry. Right. Right. He he was why I wanted to come back because I enjoyed talking to him. These guys are getting that fellowship with eight or nine guys right there together. So by the time they become EA fellow craft master Mason, instead of knowing one or two guys, they know like 10 and that fellowship is locked in. And we're seeing these guys like, like these guys are starting to take hold and wanting to run the mental process themselves because they, that was their introduction to it. And it's, it's the cool thing to see. It's, it's a change. You know, some guys are like, well, we do it a different way, but that's just kind of my own personal experience. Is like, that's a really cool thing that makes those guys that come in and as an EA or a fellow craft, then you never see them again. Yeah. Maybe that's why maybe, something wasn't working or you know something of that nature so just something a little different that's a heck of an idea right there so we have quite a few fellow crafts out right now eas and fellow crafts out right now if we could wrangle them all up and get them in here we'd probably be all right <laughs> that's it right huh i mean i told uh jerry i told jerry write that down we're gonna try that <laughs> yeah awesome you know we got a guy going to the east well yeah if you didn't know uh jerry got elected to be work service master next year or here at our wonderful little lodge here awesome that is awesome that's exciting time so, i'm i'm looking forward to it jim you got any advice yeah. for a, a guy going into the east oh god you're gonna put me on spot <laughs> <laughs> uh no every word in the book every no there you go. <laughs> no, no, no. no you know <laughs> You know what? And this is something that if I get asked this question, it's so important. And every large dynamic is different, but have your plan and see it through and and make sure it's your plan because you and I and everyone out here listening knows 
and I'm one of them. There are your past masters that are so willing to let you know what they think. And why don't you do it this way? Why don't you do it that way? And before you know it, your thoughts and your plans are so diluted into something else. I'm not saying don't take their advice. You know, you know, that's, you always want to do that, but see your plan, have a plan of each month, what you're going to do, and then go do it. Let it rip and make it the best Masonic year that you can. That, that's my advice for you. Kind of the same thing I told him. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, I said, well, hey, set a calendar and stick by it. You know, have your calendar. I got a list of do. things here I've, I've thought out today. Yeah. Well, yeah. when the, the podcast did before this, I basically, it was me and him talking about being master and what you need to do. I got interviewed on my own show. I was not prepared. Our show, excuse <laughs> Our me. Show. I was not prepared <laughs> for yeah, this. Yeah. It's like, hey, what are you going to do with your time in the East? I'm like, really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hey, I love it. It's a good episode, though. Yeah, he didn't like it because he's—I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but well, you know what? Though it's better to ask that question now instead of being in the east and thinking, "Oh shit, I didn't—I never thought of that." <laughs> you know, you got—you got all these hard questions answered. That's just—you just kick just your foot up, wrap the gavel, and do your thing. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, make your life easier by having a plan. See, I went through, I went from the uh, junior warden to the master, and I served four years in the East consecutively. Oh, everything. my. And That's tough. I really, I don't even, I went from uh, being senior steward, senior deacon, junior warden, to master. I mean, I went through. Okay. Quick, but that's what Big the lodge, the, the lodge needed at the time. We had a lot of guys dropping out, and the guy who should have been master had to move away, like, in November. So yeah, that, like, that happened. I think the week before uh, elections, he told he called everybody and said, "Hey, uh, I'm getting transferred, so I won't be able to sit in the east." <laughs> like, oh, great, <laughs> right? So they're like, "Well, Todd, you want to jump in?" I said, "Might as well get over with." <laughs> That's right. Love it. But uh, thankfully, that lodge after uh, that was back in oh six, oh seven, oh eight, oh nine. I was master. That lodge last year got the number two lodge in the state. And it, wow. and those guys, nice. being from what we started back then, because we first started the lodge was kind of like most lodges, kind of the same. You know, seven eight guys show up. It wasn't no work, yeah. nothing like that, no outside interests. And we kind of sure. we I came up with some new ideas, and we got a few other guys came in there, and they they helped out quite a bit. And the old guys were like, "Hey, this is working. Let's keep going." And now they're like, you know, one of the best lodges in the state. It's all just from. Saying, hey, uh, one guy going, hey, uh, no one knows who we are. Shouldn't we do something about that? <laughs> yes. You know, yes, you that's, should. <laughs> that's all it was. And we started doing awesome. a few things, and it worked out. It really, those guys are flying now. I haven't been, but I go back every now and then, but it's been over what, almost 12 years since I've been active in that lodge. Right. So, and they're still going strong. And I'm pr- <laughs> more proud of them every time I see them. <laughs> awesome. That's great. But yeah, but going back to like learning the ritual and everything is, uh, I went through a chair so fast that I, I really didn't have time to learn what the ritual really meant. You know, sure, like, absolutely. You know, we we're talking about the ruffians. I made a, if you ever listen to the episode, I made like an epiphany and that thing is like, holy crap, that's what that means. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh. sure. And I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking back like, man, I did, I really didn't learn anything. Like, uh, the brother from Art Science Lodge, I can't think of his name. Um, Dan Harinko. Yeah, Dan yeah. Harinko. He talked about that, how he went through and he was master and he he dealt a ritual and everything, but then it, it took him coming back to Lodge after that short period, that period he was out, to really start going, wait a minute, I didn't I didn't learn anything really. 
Right. That kind of opened up. That kind of opened up my eyes and that stuff. Like, well, wait a minute. I'm kind of the same way. I went through old chairs and, but I really didn't learn, you know, why why we do this or why the you know the northeast corner is a first spot for an for an apprentice. I mean, no one explained that to me. It just, sure. that's, that's just how we did it. Right. And yeah, so busy going through the motions. Yeah, right. we're, we're also busy memorizing all the work I needed to memorize. That I didn't take time to learn, well, what, what does this really mean? Right. And I think it's where sure. a lot of guys who get hot shot up through the line quick. And you, you see it all the time, especially in our, some of our smaller lodges. A guy's really excited. He's learned to work. And, you know, in the lodge is real excited. He's learned to work. and He's good at it. He's traveling around to other lodges. Well, hey, we'll make you a senior deacon your first year. And then next thing you know, he's sitting in the East. Well, he does his, you know, so many years in the East or whatever he does. And then he's like, well, I'm going to take a break. And never comes back again. That's it. Exactly. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling kind of burned out, guys. I'm going to be gone for a couple months. And then 10 years then goes gone. by. And he's like, hey, whatever happened to that guy? Well, <laughs> we burned him out. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah, he was a mason 10 years ago, right? <laughs> yeah. And there, there he, just, he stops paying his dues. He says, well, I don't go, so I'm not going to pay my dues anymore. You know, sure. I don't want okay. anybody. I mean, I always, say, I always tell the young guys who are real excited, like, start at the bottom and hit every chair on the way up. If they want to move your head, say no. I'm going to stay in this chair and not get moved up too fast. Yeah, I mean, that's it. You know, there's there's so much to be learned in those lectures and those experiences. And I know, you know, even now, 10 years in, when you're sitting and you're listening to a lecture that, you know, anyone that's active and you go to a bunch of them, you, you're hearing a bunch, and there's always something where I'll be sitting there and I'll hear it and be like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's al- it's almost like they wrote it for something like yeah, that. No it's like, oh, they, they did. They did. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I think I've listened to uh, the uh, our secretary and uh, a pastor and master were doing a lecture uh, on EA the other night, and I've heard this lecture hundreds of times, at least 100, 100 or more. And when they, yeah. I've never really heard in a dialogue done, you know, that well, a question and answer way of doing it. And if I heard it, I'm like, Holy crap, that makes sense now. I always wonder what that meant. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like, it just took a certain way of me hearing it going, oh, okay, now I get it. Now it makes sense. It's been amazing 20, right. 22 years it's right now, and we finally figured <laughs> that out. So. Well, Todd, what? probably start to wrap this up. I don't want to. Like my son says, what? Yeah, your son. <laughs> David Whaley, what? <laughs> Pretty much. I don't. I don't want to wrap this up. We need to. Though. Unfortunately, we have to. Like, I get it. I've been there. Yeah. I, I want to. I, I, like definitely, to I definitely. I definitely want to have you back on again. I want to go to we, Palestine. Right? I want to go to Palestine right now. Or yeah. Palestine, so. Hey, let's do it. <laughs> state, state. Our stated meeting is this Wednesday at seven thirty. We'd love to have you. You're a <laughs> bring, bring a podcasting gear. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. So. The way we usually end the episode is uh, we ask the most important question. This is the question that put the Boxers show on the briefs. map. No. Boxers and briefs. What What are you gonna do one day when some, when you none. say that and some yeah, just like Jim, somebody says none. What are you gonna do? I'm gonna laugh and smile. Uh, so, brother Jim, eventually we're all gonna lay down our working tools. Todd, yes. this is the part where you say no one gets out alive. You got to remember that I set you up. Sorry, and you I failed. It's late. So when people look back on time you, time changes, kill me, brother. <laughs> when you when you look back on your time 
or when people look back on your time as a Mason, you know, what do you hope that your legacy is? You know, we ask this question, we get we get so many different answers, but every one of them is just the best answer we've ever heard. So when people think back of you as a Mason, what do you hope your legacy is? You know, I that is you don't get asked that. There's no right times. or wrong answer, brother. You know, but when when somebody sees my past master's picture on the wall of East Palestine or a deputy picture, whatever they see, I hope that the legacy or the thought or anything that I leave behind is he did the best he could, could to give the most people the opportunity to find Freemasonry. That's awesome. And every that, time, it's the best answer we've ever heard. Every time. They're, they're never the same, but they're always good. <laughs> they always, they always so, get there. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Well, I, I can't. I can't tell you how happy and excited I was for this, you know. Yeah, I've been a big fan of you for a long time. Y'all. Yeah, we 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 have wanted to talk to you for so long and it's just I mean We're not worthy. We're yeah, not we're worthy. yeah, it's full it's full on. We're not worthy. We're not I'm, worthy. I'm doing- I'm doing the wavy hands right now. Oh, yeah, <laughs> we need to see this guy in person uh, sometime. Someday, I'm sure we will. Yes, what, what's, like, half, yes. what's halfway between where we're at and where he's at? I bet you it's Columbus. probably Dayton. No, wouldn't be Columbus. I bet it'd be Dayton. That's halfway. Right around there. Out to state oh. for him. Well, yeah, well, but hey, we, we can do it. Yeah, yeah. I've been in Dayton. It wouldn't be Cincinnati. Simple. It'd probably be Dayton. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna Google. I'm Googling this. Yeah. It's about seven hours of dating from here. So. Todd, Ooh. I need you to talk in fill okay. time for a second. <laughs> I have to get the Google out. I, this is gonna bug me if I don't. So you're on the far west east side of Ohio. Yes, it takes me about eight Dayton hours. Probably be four hours from me. Four hours from Dayton. So hang actually, on, I'm looking. You probably get to Columbus, Indiana. It'd be halfway for us. <laughs> it's bugging me. We're getting the Google out. <laughs> All right, we're going to figure it out. Yep, I'm looking. Hey, there, look, I found it. It's Pierce Township. Pierce Township. All right. Okay, so directions from our location to. Wait. I wanted Ohio. It gave me Indiana. Yeah, All right. That's Hang on. One. That's not where we need to go. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, I got Indiana, too. Okay, here we go. Now we've got the directions. Got it's cool. finding the best route. Six hours and 53 minutes, Todd, and it looks like... Okay, I was wrong. You could go to Dayton. It looks yeah, more it like... Uh, it looks more about like... Um, hey, one more hour. In between Cincinnati and Columbus. Yeah. In between Cincinnati, which would be Beaver Creek, Ohio. What the hell is that? <laughs> Beaver Creek, Ohio. All that right. Probably bustling you know, metropolis. <laughs> hey, that's by Kettering, the Kettering Banjo Society. You ever heard of the Kettering Banjo? Oh, God. I've you know, heard of Kettering, not, not the Kettering, Banjo yeah. Society. <laughs> Where did Rob Deirdrick's from? Kettering, Ohio. Rob Deirdrick? Yeah. From Rob, from Big, Robin Big yeah, and uh, from Kettering, Ohio. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, anyways. <laughs> Proceed. <laughs> Anywho, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll try to get we we've been trying to get together with all kinds of podcasts. People have never seen people want to meet with us in person. It baffles me. Oh, it's like we're just two fat <laughs> Southern Indiana rednecks that have a Masonic <laughs> podcast, but yet people want to meet us. 
I'll tell you, I hanging know, out with that refreshment guys was pretty cool, though. Oh, yeah, We yeah. got to meet yeah. those those guys at the, Indian, the Oklahoma Indian degree team over in Illinois, and that was pretty neat. Oh, when we met at refreshment? Yeah, meeting at refreshment, boys. That was that was pretty neat. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. Because we, we talked to them several times on the phone and stuff like that. It's like, well, we need to meet up. Well, you guys going to Altamont? Yeah, 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 we're going there. So we'll meet you there. So Nice. <laughs> it, was, it, it was neat to be seeing the faces on the – uh, from hearing the voices all the time, so sure, absolutely. Well, brother Jim, this has been a tremendous honor for me oh, and Todd. Absolutely. Believe me, honest, honest goodness from the bottom of my heart, this was awesome, and uh, I can't say thank you enough for taking time out of your Sunday afternoon. A Sunday that's got everybody all jacked up because of the time change. <laughs> yeah. But uh, right, we're 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 here, and uh, thank you so much uh, for being on the show, and uh, we will definitely get you back on again. Absolutely. Thank you guys. I, you know, I was pumped when you messaged me and keep doing what you're doing. Keep spreading that light of Freemasonry. I appreciate it. All right. We will. Hey, thank you so much, brother. Thank you. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. And Todd David Whaley. That was pretty awesome right there. That was awesome. And that is going to be a, let me tie the bow, a wrap up on season three. So, uh, so as as people are listening to this now, it's obviously out whenever it's out. As we're recording it, I don't know where it's going to be out at, but it's going to fall sometime in December, mm-hmm. I'm thinking. So ballpark, we're going to take somewhere between the neighborhood of two weeks to a month, just depending, uh, and we will not be back until Founders Day will be our, our first episode. Mm-hmm. And technically, technically, uh, they'll hear Founders Day, and then uh, we'll get that out, and then we'll have to get together again and immediately start building content again. But yeah. uh, that we we have earned this break. Yeah, we uh, yeah. we here we are a year later, and look at us now. Who'd have thunk it? Who would have thunk it? Yeah, I want to thank all the listeners. Yeah, this 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 will be our chance to wrap up the season. Who who do we need to shout out and thank, and what do we need to do? We think of all our think of our guests. Thank for all them guys coming on, spending your time with us. I want to thank uh, not just for season three, but for for the whole show. Like certain people, I want I do want to thank Grand Lodge. Thank Grand Lodge because for, without Grand Lodge's support, even though they don't officially endorse us, but without their support, this would yeah, be happening. Exactly. They would have they would have came and pulled our card after the <laughs> ruffians episode. Want to thank Go Shaggy. Thank Shaggy. Like the CW Ward Lodge, for Shaggy, a great degree down there. You've got one heck of a beard, man. I'm a I'm, I'm a beard bunny. I'm 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 you know just impressive. But hey, let's thank Vincent's Lodge number one for letting Vincent's Lodge number there. one. I'd like to go ahead and give a pre thank you to um, Fort Branch Lodge, who is graciously going to let us come record. I need to get that set in motion. Season four. We'll set that in motion for February or March. Um, yeah. But interview some of their members down there. Oh yeah, uh, Noblesville. Was, hey, all all of, Todd, all of Todd Whaley's people up there in that north central Indiana area. Uh, Howard Lodge, let us come record up there. Noblesville, let us come record up there. Austin Lodge, one twenty eight in Tipton. <laughs> Your prodigal London? son <laughs> wants to come home and record. Let us do it. <laughs> they will. I also like to shout out Grand Lodge one more time as we wrap up the season here. Can we yeah. please? I don't know if you can do this or not, but it is 26 years old. I would like a new monitor. 
with the funeral lecture and oh. the monitor. So you could buy a monitor, dude. It's not a big deal. <laughs> we need we need to get rid of this 1997 version. It's been 26 years. All I'm, all I'm asked for is an updated monitor with the funeral lecture. That's it. I don't want to have to go rip it off the web somewhere that somebody has illegally placed on there for people to see. We got a copy here. What what would happen if I I wonder what Grand Lodge would do? What would happen if I would just steal the lodge book that we use for every degree and take it home? Probably nothing. That's it. I'm gonna hold Grand Lodge. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold him at ransom. Grand Lodge. Grand Lodge. <laughs> do you want? Oh man. <laughs> so I was re-recording. I was I was recording the weather for my newscast for the radio the other day. What did you? Say? And I said a slight wind blowing e- uh, west to est. I said Weiss to Est. Yeah, I can see how it happen. Weiss to Est. And I'm on the radio. You're professional. Hey, this microphone <laughs> is what got me my job at the radio. And the yeah. success of this show. I can't I can't say it was Steel Toes and Scoreboards because they're like, <laughs> we've heard some of the stuff on that one. You need to watch your language. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, listen to this one. But uh, all right, man. Um, well, thank, season. But thank y'all listeners. Everybody told everybody about Everybody's and- support. Like we it could means- not have dreamed a year ago that this was yeah. going to happen. I was hoping for maybe like fifty downloads a month, which is about what Steel Toes and Scoreboards gets. Yeah, fifty getting- downloads a month. We are far you hit four to five hundred. That's pretty good. We hit four to five hundred, and then the last three months, dude, it's Shut been nine hundred, eight hundred, eight hundred, seven hundred. Like it's just boom. Just gotta keep talking about it. Keep posting those things out there. That's right. And we will talk about it when we return in January because we have earned this oh, break. And January. Uh, January what? 13th, I believe. It's Founders Day? January 13th is Founders Day at Skystar Cathedral in beautiful downtown Indianapolis. So uh, if you if you guys have always wanted to make the trip out, Founders Day is open for everybody. Yeah, it's open to all. Come, come see us. We're going to have a booth set up. We will be there. We will be yep. podcasting. We'll be talking to everybody and their cousins. Yeah, come check us out. Come hang out with us. Come have fun. Uh, Todd and I are just as ugly in person as we are when we over the radio here. And, yep. Face uh, made for radio. Face made for radio. Come get your picture taken with us. We'll rub your belly, you know. I don't know about that. But. I wish somebody rubbed my belly. Nope. I'm out. <laughs> and and we are out. So for the final time on this awesome season three, it has been a wrap. This right. is the season three finale. So for Brother Todd Whaley. And for Brother Jared Atkins. We will see you guys back here Founders Day, January 2024. Yep. This has been an episode of That Other Masonic Podcast. Peace. Later. <laughs>